first of all, it's wedding week. Before we get started, let's give a, a, a little, I don't know if he's going to listen to this, uh, Spencer, I don't know if you're going to listen to this. But to start off the podcast, uh, by the time this is out, the in two days will be your wedding. But by, by next episode, he, he will have been married. So this, this is the week that Spencer, our boy Spencer, our, our favorite co-host, uh, gets married. So he'll be back in a couple of weeks. But congratulations to one Spencer and his uh, fiance Christine, who will be married by the end of this week. Congratulations to them. I don't have a soundboard, but pretend we're clapping. We're doing like a little sound sound effect. I'll just do that in post. You have heard it already. It's fine. Congratulations to them. We wish them a prosperous and happy ever after. Very cool. Very cool. Welcome back to the DMGT podcast. I am your host, Danny. And we have so much to talk about. So this is going to be music and very video game heavy for you folks. Okay, we got, oh man, a a ton of stuff. We had Adele performing at the uh, Griffith Observatory over the weekend. We had Taylor Swift uh, re-releasing another Taylor's version album of Red. That's out and about and people are, are, are losing it over it. And not enough attention to our boys. Bruno and Anderson Pock. An evening with Silk Sonic dropped over uh, on Friday. And oh my God, it's such a good album. It's so good. You guys need to go listen to it. So that dropped. We got Game of the Year nominees that just released. And oh boy, I got a bone to pick. I got a bone to pick for the record. I know how it works. We'll get into the details, but I have a bone to pick with the game of game of the year nominees. Um, Halo mark its 20th anniversary. So 343 Studios released Halo Infinite's multiplayer, the free-to-play multiplayer, dropped on Monday. So that was a bit of a surprise drop, and it's oh man, good times, fun times. Holy moly. More trouble over at Activision Blizzard. We're not really going to focus on that. We're going to let the real uh, journalist, journalism outlets handle that. But, oh boy, the CEO knew all the sexual allegation stuff and has some uh, on himself now. And employees walked out. It's a mess. It's an absolute disaster over at Activision Blizzard. I feel for those employees. Um, so, yeah, not, not, not a fun time for them. But let's, let's, get, let's get started with, uh, you know what, let's start with Not The Rant this time. We'll start with Not The Rant this time and talk about some music things. So, okay, I understand. Let's start, let's start off with, with the music to release, right? So we have Silk Sonic that dropped over the weekend, Taylor's album, uh, obviously a bunch of hype for Adele's upcoming album as well. So that was cool. Okay, we we saw the performance at Griffith Observatory. Also, by the way, it's just a it's such a cool place for music to be um, recorded, like visually, right? Because I can't imagine the audio like sounds any. I don't. Maybe it does. I have no idea. But I can't imagine the audio like there's not there's not usually a huge audience whenever there are performances at the Griffith Observatory proper. Um, it's usually like you get a lot of like drone um, aerial footage shots, which look very cool. Always at nighttime, which which just adds to the scenic 
uh, aesthetic of things. But Adele crushed it, man. She crushed her performance. So a lot of that, it's really more just a pre-recorded performance that then they broadcasted. And it was very cool. It was very cool to watch. I am excited for Adele's 30th album. It's been, it's a week, man. For for you pop culture junkies, what a week. Adele performed, her album's dropping next week. Taylor's album, or Taylor's version of Red, so she gets the streaming rights and stuff. So, for the record, um, actually, let me let me touch on this last thing real quick. Oh, boy, I'm all over the place today, aren't I? And and to kind of push on, or to further that pop culture uh, bit of news, uh, Free Britney, baby, Britney Spears. The uh, conservatorship has ended. She's free. Britney is free at last. So, my goodness. What a week for a millennial, huh? Crazy. All all three of them are musical women of music. So, relevant to our podcast, even though the Britney thing is a little bit more on the pop culture side of things. But who cares? This This is our podcast. We do and talk about whatever we want, baby. That's what you signed up for. (laughs) <laughs> so okay so a lot of hype around that taylor swift red uh taylor's version of red okay so if you're not aware this is going to be like the cliff notes of what's going on there uh what's his face Stuart scott or scott something um technically owns like the rights to the original masters oh i'm sorry not Stuart, not scott it's uh scooter braun owns the masters so for all the streaming services if if you weren't aware if you're starting to see uh taylor's version on streaming services of her music in the past that she's released before uh i don't know up to what album so this isn't the reference point for that but she doesn't get uh paid for those streams because she doesn't own the rights to those masters so Taylor re-releases her original or or slightly different recordings that she owns of her songs. So Red, um, some of the earlier earlier albums, and streaming those songs, that that revenue that's generated from those songs then go back to Taylor. It's a really weird situation. Um kind of got screwed there with like a business deal earlier in her career. So I get that. Um, but obviously the focus is, is a little bit less on that and more on like reigniting the whole, I guess, Jake Gyllenhaal saga or something. Um, I don't know. I'm going to be honest, all that stuff. I don't really care about it's, uh, it's 10 year old news at this point. Um, but it's cool. Her performance on SNL was great. She did. I can't believe they let her do the uh, 10 minute version of, um, all the something it's a 10 she she performed a 10 minute version of that song and it was really good uh i was actually surprised uh at how it doesn't feel like a full on it feels like a long song you tell you can definitely tell that it's a long song but it was it was a solid performance a solid performance from a uh my wife lily is is a huge tea swizzle head so we were watching that. <laughs> She's like, "No, you gotta come watch this right now." I'm like, "Okay, let's watch. Let's watch it." It was a cool performance, though. It was a cool performance. So that was a good time. Um, and she's crushing it. So now, now she, if if you can, if you are gonna stream some Taylor Swift music, make sure if there if a Taylor's version exists, that's what it is. Make sure you stream that one. So the 
you know, I mean, it's not like Taylor Swift needs money, but artists deserve to be compensated for their work. I still believe that. So uh, stream that version. Support your artists, even if they're your favorite megastar, super rich ones. Mm. Drinking some water. Poor timing on that on my end. Um, yeah, so that was, a good, that was a good one. But but really what I want to talk about on the music side of things is the Silk Sonic. An evening with Silk Sonic. It's, man, that is a great, great album. Great switch, uh, like switch up and change of pace for pop music. It's obviously very like 60s, 70s R&B inspired. So it's heavy on like those beats and very um, soulful. Very soulful. Uh, Bootsy Collins is great on it. Um, you get Thundercat on one of the songs, which was awesome. The guitar solo towards the uh, on the back end of that song was amazing. It's a short-ish album. Short album for these days, right? Because albums these days are 20 tracks long. 25. I don't want to hear albums that long already. We've, we've talked about that to length on this podcast. But for anyone that's new... I am a fan of shorter albums, and so is Spencer. Give me, give me quality over quantity when it comes to to music, especially from from artists like Bruno and Anderson Pac. We've been huge fans of them. Um, but man, this this album is like buttery smooth, and Sil- Silk Sonic is a- is an accurate name for their collaboration. This might be one of my favorite collaborations ever. Because it's so good. Um, Silky smooth. Like a lot of these tracks, most of these tracks, it's like a nine track album, 31 minutes in and out. So, so beautiful. Like you really enjoy them. But like all the tracks are a good length. Like nothing feels um, too quick or too long. It's a good length of, of an album, in my opinion. Um, but a lot of these tracks are going to for sure, for sure make the uh the romantic playlist you have a little dinner dinner out with 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 your lady pal with your with your romantic pal pal um and you play that bad boy and it's gonna be a good time baby so smooth i mean obviously so there's that it's also very uh like it has a very like uh almost ritzy feeling to it in in all the best ways possible not in like a weird pretentious way maybe a little bit but it, it it's 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 a little ritzy there's definitely one of the tracks for sure whatever next uh movie comes out or tv show that has anything to do with like gambling or a casino that song is 100% going to be on that promo or in that or in that soundtrack so it, it man, it it just you just if it's like a good, like get in get in your your mood and 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 like get a good groove going album. It's it's so so good so good, um, and then smoking out the window obviously, blowing up all over TikTok is like the one it's like the one song that is uh, anti romantic, <laughs> which is very funny. It's it's if you're paying attention. Uh, and you listen to the album it's it's like a sudden change of of theme the musically and everything else sounds great but the, it's a sudden change of theme um uh, lyrically for sure 
but it's so good. I'm going to get that on vinyl. I'm going to get that on vinyl. The guitar work is great. It's mixed really well. Um, I've listened to it a couple of times now with like my headphones and like the good preamp set up here and everything. And you get like all, all, all the different instrumentations, like they, whoever produced this album did a really good job. And I just want more, I, I want them to keep making more music. It's, it's really, really good. Um, this just in, Jake, return the scarf. Just return it, buddy. That's a, that's a little tip for my wife. <laughs> Set me over as I'm recording the episode uh, to, to bring it back, loop it back around. Um, but yeah, man, that's, that Silk Sonic album is so good. It might, it might have, it's too soon. It's too soon. But I want it on vinyl, and I'm enjoying it that much that it might have jumped into my top spot for uh, album of the year. I don't want to spoil it because we're we're heading into late November, and then December we'll be dropping all our all our own uh, recommendations and lists for album tech and game of the year stuff, um, which is very topical for today's episode. But yeah, it might have jumped up there. It's it's really good musically. It's fantastic. There was a great TikTok that was all um, like, "This is going, <laughs> this is going to be our uh, what you know about this music. Which this is was real music for for future generations and and their children. I, I was gonna say our children, but I'm not gonna have children. So uh, for y'all y'all's children, that was a very funny TikTok. Like this is gonna be that album when you put on when you're old, like. What you, you, what you know about this, young whippersnapper? This was real music. I thought it was really funny. Kind of, they're probably making fun of us a little bit for enjoying it that much, but who cares? We should talk about that album, man. It's so good. I don't know what else to say about it besides that it's good. You need to listen to it. It's a perfect length of an album. 31 minutes. Feels... I could have gone... I've, I could have used one or two additional tracks. Like, if it were to round it out between, like, 35 and 40 minutes, it would have been, like, just the cherry on top, because it's already so good. I'm not, I'm not, ta- I'm, I don't want to take away anything from it, but it would have been so good. Thundercat is so cool, man. The guitar solo on, on, that, on that track was phenomenal. So, yeah, I really love that album. Go listen to that album. And it, it's, I don't know, it's, it's one of those where it's, like, one, one listen... One listen of the album I was like, yeah, no, this is this is great. I like this a lot. I'm not gonna go as far as saying like instant classic because that's just not how it works, and I would be contradicting things that I've said in the past, but I'd be shocked, mortified even, if I came back to that album three months from now and said, Oh yeah, no, I don't love it as much as I did in the at first. It's gonna hold up. Obviously, it's a classic. It's it's very soul inspired, very R and B seventies inspired. So, um, very ritzy, glamorous, warm, smooth like butter. Really good, really good stuff there from from Anderson and Bruno. Good job, congratulations. Keep giving us more music. And anyone that says that it was too short, uh, no. No, I don't want 20 track albums anymore. I've said this. You got You get a bunch of filler in 20 track albums, man. Tell me, tell me, I dare you. I dare you. Tell me, 
go back to any album that's released in the last two years because it's more of a recent occurrence. And tell me that those 20-track albums don't have at least 30% filler. Completely forgettable stuff. I'm talking Donda, I'm talking uh, Certified Lover Boy, the, uh, the Future album, like all of them. All of them. 20 tracks, bunch of filler. Too much filler, too much filler. You could at least cut that down to 15 tracks. And if you have 15 tracks, I bet you there's like 12 solid songs that make like a great album, which means that you should cut it down. <laughs> you should cut it down a size a little bit. It's, and it's easier to listen through. You can go back and repeat uh, songs. I get what they're doing as far as like getting pumping out two and a half minute songs. Trying to trying to hit it big on the TikTok so the kids are listening to it and, and and increase your streams. You want replayability. I get that. I'm not don't nobody come at me and say, like, you don't understand the business of what they're doing. I I know exactly the business and what they're doing. But I, I'm I'm saying, I'm making the argument that it would be better if you made shorter albums with higher quality of replayability. Because then you don't get as many forgettable ones. People want to come back to it. Right now, I get halfway through an hour and a half album, and I'm like, I, I don't remember what I was listening to anymore. Which ones do I go back to? I have no idea at this point. But I still have another album's length of music to get through for this one album. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. I dare you. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> it's fine rant over because now i have plenty to rant about on the gaming side of things so that's the music for this week jake give this give taylor her scarf back i didn't know he played t-ball or whatever it's fine but hey you know the, the swifties love it also i'm saying all i'm saying is like oh yeah of course we're listening to the white woman's album and you know and R&B and Soul album came out and nobody's talking about that. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Relax. Get off my back. When you have to make it all political. Oh my God. It's not. I'm just making a joke. You, you relax. You relax. No one's getting mad at me. No, I don't know what I'm saying. It's time to switch it up. Move over. We're moving over to gaming news. There's a lot to talk about gaming side. We're drinking a little bit of water. This is, this, this is where the break goes in. It's the 20th anniversary of Halo and Xbox, but Halo. It's the 20th anniversary of Halo Combat Evolved, the game that changed first person shooters forever, online gaming forever, um, uh, kind of a general blueprint of what we have today, to this day, to this day. So it's crazy to think that it's been 20 years already, man. Jesus, that feels like such a long time ago. Uh, listen, we, we're, we're PlayStation 5 owners on, on this podcast, on the brand. Uh, but as, as a PC guy, I have a PC. I still get to enjoy all the Xbox games, so it's like no skin off my back. You know, who cares? Uh, I'm not here to, to console war you, although objectively, PlayStation does have the better exclusives, and that's why you should buy a console. I'm just kidding. Buy consoles for... Wherever your friends are. If your friends are on Xbox, get an Xbox. If your friends are on PlayStation, get a PlayStation. If your friends are on PC, 
maybe get a PC, but it's so expensive these days. Like, man, whatever, who cares? Uh, Xbox, Halo, Halo. Um, man, and I, I started playing it a little bit on Monday. Uh, hopped on with, with some friends, with, with my brothers, and uh, it brought me back, dude. It felt very nostalgic. It was, I think they've they've done a pretty good job so far. It's too early for me to give like a full-on review uh, because... Uh, the campaign mode of Halo Infinite is isn't out for another I don't know three and a half weeks, um, so we're still we got it pretty early. Uh, that's not to say that there aren't some issues with it uh, as far as like progression goes in the, in the battle pass and things like that. But but for for the most part, like the actual gameplay experience itself, great. It's like oh my god, it's like this is what a what a game should feel like at launch minor minor bugs minor issues uh general first day uh server issues that you could expect but other than that it's like oh this is a functioning game it's a functioning and complete for the most part like 99% complete uh multiplayer online experience and gaming experience maps feel good the game modes feel good um Shooting feels good. The guns feel good. It, it It's very reminiscent. It feels like Halo. Oh, God, I hate saying it feels like it. The gameplay and the gun, the gunplay, the mobility, the, the vehicles, the, the shooting, uh, the general aesthetic of the world and the maps is Halo. It's like old school Halo. That's what that's why I was brought back. Right, because uh, the weapons felt good. The pistol was is very strong a little overpowered i can't imagine that that doesn't get nerfed a little bit needler isn't useless the assault rifle is the assault rifle and it, it just works man it works really well um but at the same time it's modern it's like they modernized halo and they added some just like some enough flair that it feels fresh and modern and doesn't feel like recycled in a bad way you know what i'm saying like they held on to the essence of what halo was like back in the day and i'm i'm talking i'm not talking about halo reach or any of the other ones that that some of the halo fans are like adamant that they're great like i don't i i sure i believe you but i'm talking like halo 2 type good like it's it's that that's how this online experience felt and the gameplay itself felt I was very excited. Like when the music kicked in in the title screen and you get the uh, the Halo chant. Goosebumps, man. It felt good. It felt good. I, I, it was, I just got reminded of like playing with my friends and, and sleeping over and like plugging in the TVs and uh, playing the, the four player split screen. And sometimes we get like we'd put a, a uh, like a blanket or a cover like a bed sheet and like tape it in between like you've seen those things online everyone was doing it back then uh, that's just kind of how you figured it out and and you and the two players that would be on one team would look at the top top half and the other two would look at the bottom half and you'd sit at once some would sit on the floor and someone sit on the couch so you get the separation between the sheets and you couldn't see each other's screens it reminded me of, of all of that the system link oh my god remember the system link on the xbox on the original xbox before like online was like prevalent so prevalent we didn't have internet back then so that's what we did that's what we did in our household and at my friend at our friends households uh so man it, it it's it's feeling good it's feeling really good um 
issues with the battle pass. We played for like a solid two hours last night, and I didn't even get to level two, which is frustrating. Um, and and this isn't like I saw some people are commenting about this on Twitter, and I saw it too. Um, but but some people are like, I never understand why people are like, oh, you you should just be thankful that you got it twenty five days early. How? dare you bring up your complaints like bro they're literally profiting off of this if you buy a battle pass a season pass okay uh if it's if it wasn't ready then don't launch it man like that i don't understand that excuse for and i'm not i'm not grilling halo here specifically i'm grilling like that mindset in general and, and companies in general like grill them dude grill them if you're about to pay good money for this grill them for it like this this stuff should not be uh like standardized, you know, and the more you bring it up, the higher priority of things get resolved, right? So uh, that's like a, a minor issue with the battle pass. Three four three studios is aware they're working on it. I have, yeah, they'll, they'll fix it. It's fine. It's fine. I'm still playing the games. It's fine. You really are. You're getting is is like cosmetic things, anyways, um, and points like get more cosmetics for your vehicles and your Spartan armor and all of that stuff. So it's like okay, whatever. I can hop in and play the game and that works well. So like I mentioned, minor complaint, just that general mindset is, is what I'm critiquing here. Um, and then the only, the only other like real issue I had with that game is uh, one of the game modes. Um, shoot. What was the game mode? Uh, where you drop in the, uh, the seeds. It's like the seed point thing. Um, you get to, you collect five seeds to your home base. And then you get like a match point and first team to uh, three match points wins the game. We were in a match that went 41 minutes because it was at a straight like Western standstill. When when both teams were at, were at two and two, they need to they need to figure something out with like a sudden death timer or like spawning new seeds or, or figuring something out because that was too much. That was too long. If it was at, at, at like the twenty minute mark, and like I'm talking, we were we were two and two for like nearly thirty minutes. Like I'm talking by the fifteen minute mark, it was already two and two, and then for an additional twenty five. It was a stance, though. We couldn't figure it out. And that at that point, it's no longer fun, right? Like, you get to minute 25, 20, 25, and it's like, what, what the hell is happening here? 30, 35, 40, finally, when we pulled it off. We finally pulled it off, but at what cost? That's what I was telling my friends. Like, at what cost? We won, but at what cost? That was brutal, brutal. Filter that game mode out until they figure something out there. Because that was not fun. Like, what... what I, I thought I gave up League of Legends, man. I'm not trying to play no Valorant 40-minute matches. No, thank you. Give me the 15, 20-minute in and out. Sometimes they, they go 10. That's what I want, man. And it's, not like it's, and, and it's not like a game mode that you stay engaged, like super engaged with the gameplay and the combat for that long a time. It's just like literally like dying trying to collect and steal their their points and dying and going back and holding them off and then pushing back and it's just it's just a loop that that at at, one, at some point 
just no longer state funds. So like that's one thing to keep in mind. I would uh, recommend not playing that game mode. And if you get into a lobby that that game mode is loaded up in, I would bail. All the other game modes are great, though. Capture the Flag, great. Slayer, great. Domination, great. All of the other ones, awesome. Love it. I love that one of my favorite things is that you have the uh, big arena. It's not like a battle royale. Um, because it's not it's like straight up not a battle royale but they have a 24 on 24 game mode where you can your fire squad or your team can be 12 players deep i think this is one of my favorite things of this game so far that i have an issue with um a lot of other games like uh like a Fortnite or or uh not a Fortnite, a um any any other game like like a destiny when you go raiding and stuff or or whatever any game that you can like oh this is obviously like a 50 on 50 or 20 on 20 i'm like why am i limited to three or four players at a time on my squad what if i have a fifth friend that wants to join and that was literally our situation last night there was five of us playing online at the same time and you can play the big the big games the the 24 on 24 with up to 12 people in your squad. And I think that's great. That's awesome. What, what the game does is it's, it still separates you in, um, in like smaller squads of four in those game modes as far as like uh, in-game voice, voice comms. Because otherwise, like, yeah, obviously a 24. 24 people screaming at each other would just be a mess. But... That that's fine, but let me squad up with my friends so we could all play together because then we're just connected over on Discord and boom, we're still talking and chatting and having a good time and no one feels excluded anymore. That's great. And guess what? If you don't love that, you don't have to do it. And you can still go go and play the shorter, smaller matches, which are just uh, four on four. And those are great too. Vehicles are are, are good. They, wor- they work well. Um, I guess the gun distribution could be a little bit better if I had to be nitpicky about something, but I need to go back and play this before I before I give you any real opinions on on some of that stuff. Um, but for the most part, it, it's it's a great it's a great time, man. It, Halo is back, and this is one hundred percent going to either push uh, Game Pass sales or, or or Xbox Series X sales. I mean, hell, just the, uh, like, I am tempted. I don't have the money for it, and I don't want to do it right now. Um, I am tempted to go get the uh, the Xbox Series X Halo edition. Because it, it just felt that good. It felt like, oh, man, yeah, I would, I would seriously consider getting an Xbox because of this game. Kind of did it for Breath of the Wild and Pokemon on the Switch, so... It's not it's not crazy good things are happening uh, over on the forza side of things forza horizon 5 great got great reviews i'm looking at the gameplay online it looks fantastic i'm not gonna get it um it's just not I'm, i don't have the time to play <laughs> to play it really and and i can't remember last time i like properly played a racing game um so it's just 
not going to happen for me even on the PC side of things. Because uh, I'm, I'm still trying to get through uh, Tales of Arise, which is... is I'm I'm kind of a little bit more hooked on it now. Um, it's like one of those RPGs. That's what ha- that's what that's what happens with me when I'm playing uh, JRPGs or RPGs. Once I'm once I'm like hooked, I'm hooked and and that's it. We're playing. We're playing for real. And and now I'm invested in the characters and the story and the gameplay loop and all that. Uh, still a little weird. There's still some of the classic anime shit with the character tropes and the female characters. It, it's annoying sometimes but i look kind of look past some of that because it's like it's just a personal annoyance the rest of the game is, is still is still solid um so i'm still playing that and then obviously now we're playing halo um i beat a campaign for for um uh back for blood which was great i gotta make a review on that one and man and i think i'm i'm just gonna drop I'm just going to drop, um, what is it? Far Cry 6. And stop, and stop my Ubisoft games. I never finished, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And I'm not going to finish Far Cry 6. The, the, that was a mistake on my end. To, to, to purchase that game when I did. Bad move. Bad move. I can't get a refund for it now. I played enough of it. But, oh well, it is what it is. But at least Halo came in to save the day. Because Halo is looking great. Um, and I don't know about... I don't know about uh, Battlefield 2042, man. That's launching this week, and it's not looking good, baby. Unfortunate. That's a bummer. That is a bummer. It feels like they tried to go with a game and a style that could potentially appeal a broader audience but in doing so failed to hit that broader audience and managed to piss off the um the beef truthers so to speak the og players that enjoy the battlefield experience over a call of duty experience so that's not good. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm sure if Spencer picks it up, I might end up picking it up. Who knows? Um, maybe I can convince him to get Game Pass for a month so we can play Halo instead. <laughs> that would be nice. Um, but yeah, hey, uh, for, for the foreseeable future, I'm going to be playing Halo until maybe Horizon f- horizon forbidden west drops in february that's a while that's two months playing one game i I mean i'll go back and forth between the two so it's so that's okay i'm not too worried about it um but yeah halo is is crushing it so good job they're they're for sure going to be well i can't say for sure we got to wait until the campaign mode comes out but based on the multiplayer if 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 the campaign mode is going to be polished enough the way that the multiplayer is, then Halo Infinite is going to be a nominee for Game of the Year next year and is potentially already the front runner. And on that note, Game of the Year nominees. Oh boy, here we go. Okay, so the Game Awards. Now, to kind of give you a... Pr- uh, uh, just kind of like an understanding, a preface here for the Game Awards. The Game Awards is... um. 
was created to kind of celebrate video games in its in, in many capacities and its many capacities right so think of think of the game awards the way that you think of like the emmys or the grammys in the sense of like it's celebrating mu- uh, video games in all it's in its entirety right so we're talking about uh, g- uh games that were produced well games that were composed well with music you're celebrating um video game content creators and streamers esports teams esports players um visual production uh visual effects uh sound production the composition i already mentioned uh composing the original music uh best direction best story best type of etc and so on and so on just like you just like you would um with, with the Academy Awards, the Grammys, the Emmys, et cetera, for TV, movies, and music, right? Same deal, but for gaming. And the... It's not, it's not um, voted on by, like, a super small team of, like, an Academy or, like, a super small team of, like, cr- critics or elite whatever uh, industry insiders the way that some of the other ones are uh the rest of the media is as far as like music movies and 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 tv they get an aggregate of like literally i think it's over a hundred um video game publishers critics gamers um maybe even some some pro players and, and so on and then that's where like the nominees come from and then that pool of people then vote from those not kind of like the, the they, people vote actually people vote for the game of the year from the nominees the the industry kind of selects the nominees and then people vote for for from those nominees so that's that's where that that's distinction is 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 made a little bit differently and and they're weighed a little bit differently um from fan votes and then industry votes so um i don't know exactly how that ratio goes but it's not just like a small select group of people okay and then the fans vote as well and then there's like one category where it's straight up like just straight up raw fan numbers so if a fan wants to if a big group of fans want to vote for a game that hasn't been nominated in any category that game can still win an award in the fan voted category which would be super cool for a game imagine being a game the game that gets the fan vote that's like cool. That's not it's not an illegitimate or a um consolation award by any means in my opinion. So that's that's what the game awards is. December 9th is when the award ceremony happens and when when we'll get our winners. Okay? So I want to focus on today for this episode, for the rest of this episode, on the uh the game of the uh, of the year the actual game of the year nominees okay so the nominees are death loop it takes two metroid dread psychonauts 2 resident evil village and what am i missing who am i mi- oh and uh ratchet and clank rift apart death loop it takes two metroid dread Psychonauts 2, Resident Evil Village, and and Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. So a few uh a few play uh PlayStation exclusives, one Nintendo exclusive, one third party, multi-platform, 
and one Xbox ex- exclusive. If anyone's been listening to this podcast or or just consuming our content on on Twitter, on on Instagram, TikTok, wherever, YouTube, you know where I'm going here. You know where I'm going here because couple of couple of games a few games that people are bringing up that didn't make nominees cyberpunk 2077 is like the biggest profile one that didn't get a nomination with reason though i don't think anyone's like really going to seriously argue argue the the lack of that nomination it didn't deserve it it was a terrible launch it took so long for the game to to get to the state that it's in now and it's still it still has issues um okay so and and that's that's me who played it enjoyed my time playing it on pc over the summer after most of it was patched already still ran into issues the optimization wasn't great frame rate frame drops here and there um so that's fine who cares cyberpunk 2077 was never going to get nominated unfortunately but it's a big it's a big profile one that didn't get nominated so that's why it comes up some people especially after the the very successful and very positively reviewed first week of forza is like why didn't forza get a nomination i think it's probably a little bit too late um for it to get nominated and also it's like not to say that a racing game isn't a game it's a it's a legitimate game if you love playing those but it's gotta be some like truly work of like technical prowess in my opinion for a game like that to to get nominated because otherwise it's just like cargo of room and and scenery looks pretty so despite that sorry xbox fans and forza fans um yeah i'm i don't really see that as a snub so much um hitman 3 is one is another one that that people have brought up like probably could deserve the nomination listen there's always games that deserve nominations but some of these are the bigger ones but the biggest snub by far in my opinion you know where i'm going here returnal how in the hell did returnal not get nominated out of all of the public publishers and media outlets and everyone involved in nominating nominating games how how did we miss returnal i'm not saying that it should like that it it is the game of the year i'm not saying all of that maybe like i maybe i vote for it but after weighing like a metroid dread or resident evil village those two by the way are, are who i think is going to win between one of those two but but how do you not nominate returnal right because they did maybe it's like it just came so soon after hades and like all the hype that hades got last year and hades didn't even didn't even win game of the year last year it was the last of us two which i don't disagree with i would have personally picked hades but i don't disagree with the last of us two being game of the year last year haters stay mad um but how, how does returnal returnal not get nominated here man over like I would at least replace Deathloop. You could you could make the argument that it should replace Ratchet and Clank. But man, it, it's it's a game that did that did procedural map generation well because they kind of contain themselves and it's not like um 
it's not like an infinite or a crazy huge amount of variance to the different levels and how the rooms are set up. The rooms are relatively not entirely similar, but they feel familiar. But the layout and how you get to the different sections into the into that biomes bosses does switch up enough that it feels like a different experience every time you load it up. If every run feels unique. The level of detail that they, they put in to the weapons and the secondary effects and the special shots on those weapons. Like there's a, a huge, you can play the game almost however you want, right? The difficulty spikes can get a little intense towards the second half of the game. But the gameplay mechanics are tight enough that it can justify that difficulty right like it's very similar to metroid dread and even like a hades and and a hollow knight to that to that matter as far as like the tight gameplay mechanics justifying the difficulty because there is ways to beat it there are ways to beat it the uh the way that 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 game uses uh, the 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 PlayStation 5's SSD and the quick loading. It's it's a very well technically a very pretty game, and they are they are nominated in other categories. So I'm not gonna like dunk on them too hard, but over Deathloop, like Deathloop, Deathloop was just fine. It was it was so hyped up that it's it's a fun. And I'm not saying it again. Like li- listen. All of these games are solid games. This is a this is a solid, solid nominees list. Okay, but it should have taken that loop spot. It just should have. Death Loop Death Loop didn't commit to a play style. And 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 it, it's it did it did the looping part of death and progression worse than Returnal did. That tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Because it was trying to do the the sandbox thing, the story thing, the voice acting thing, the stealth thing, the gunplay thing, the the detective-y explorey adventure thing, all at the same time with the the loops of dying and, and, and progressing. Which means that all of those things combined couldn't be the best that they, or weren't the best that they could have been. I think together makes a really nice gameplay experience. I think it's solid. It's a solid game. I recommend people to play it. It's good. It's a good game. Not a game of the year nominee, in my opinion. And that should have gone to Returnal, because Returnal did the looping, the progression, the difficulty, the gameplay better. Just straight up. Almost the story to some extent. It's a little obtuse. The story is a little bit obtuse in Returnal. I'm not going to deny that. It is, it is very open for interpretation. Interpretation, and it's very. Uh, it takes that step further into sci-fi world than than Deathloop does, right? At least that Deathloop is a little bit more approachable in that sense. So, all right, I might, might like we could call that a draw. Or I'll, I'll listen to an argument why the Death Loop story is better. But everything else, I don't know, man. I gotta hand that over to to Returnal. And they and they did uh 
it's not true multiplayer, but they did the online elements a little bit better too, in my opinion. If you want to go be the assassin in, in Deathloop, you're sitting in that lobby for 15, 20, 30 minutes before you get placed into a match, into a game, into someone else's session. In Returnal, you at least, your death serves for someone else to kind of pick up your, your remains, see how you died, loads up an enemy, and you collect the loot. Of, of whatever that person that person was carrying on their run. And the runs and the loot is unique enough in each run that most likely you're going to pick up an item that you don't have that's going to be beneficial. I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm trying to be like as uh specific as possible with my uh with why I think that Returnal got snubbed really hard here. Because they did. They did. It's it's a tragedy. A travesty, one would say. Maybe that's a little dramatic, but... Man, I am shocked. I am truly shocked that they didn't get a, 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 a nod. And all, all I'm talking about is just a nod. Just a nod. Like, if they would have been on the list and then they lost to Metroid Dread or, or Resident Evil Village... Really, those are the only two that should win, in my opinion. Um, fine. Fine. I, I I can accept that. Because truth be told, Metroid Dread is just a little, little bit more approachable. It I will say, if you thought Metroid Dread was hard, if you're sitting here and like, man, Metroid Horror is hard as shit, like there's no way it there's no how, how how can this be game of the year? Then Returnal was harder and don't play <laughs> Returnal. Um it's definitely like you you just need better reflexes. And I'm not saying that, that you aren't a real gamer or anything like that. Like play the games however you want to play. Um, but but if you thought Metroid Dread was hard, uh, no. Returnal is, is harder for sure. Uh, but it's so satisfying. So, so satisfying. It takes that satisfying element from Metroid Dread as far as like the difficulty in learning attack patterns and, and, and reacting to those and using your power-ups a little bit more smartly or more intelligently. Um, but like really focuses in on that gameplay loop of like learn the mechanics, learn the uh, the attack patterns. I don't want to say uh, Dark Souls like because that gets way overused. Um, but but in that same vein, in that same you know area of gaming, where it's like you, you pay attention a little bit and then and the gameplay loop will reward you. But I get it. I get it. I mean, no, I don't get it. I don't get it. It should have. It should have gotten a nomination. It should have gotten a nomination. Otherwise, we're talking about if 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 not enough players played it. I kind of get that. I kind of get that. Because how can you hand a game of the year award to something that isn't accessible to a lot of players? But Ratchet and Clank is an exclusive to to PlayStation Five. To PlayStation Five. It's not like Psychonauts 2 that you can still get it on the uh the 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 Xbox One. Right? Or it takes two, you can also get it on a PS4. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is the only one that's a that's like a true new console exclusive. I don't know, man. Maybe if if they come out and said that, I me no, not even not even because Ratchet and Clank's nominated. 
I'm trying to like de- de- deconstruct my own argument here to like try to get me to understand why Returnal isn't nominated and I can't figure it out because it deserved to be nominated. It should be nominated. That team got screwed. Hopefully, hope, I mean, I, I saw enough comments. I, I don't know how many fans exist, but I saw enough people reacting to it on, on Twitter at least saying like, whoa, 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 where's Returnal? That's a snub. That's like a hard snub. So maybe if they can get the fan vote, that would be awesome. You know what? No, I am officially starting the campaign. If you love Returnal and you think that they deserved Game of the Year, this is the official campaign to get Returnal nominated and have the award or to get Returnal to win the Fan Choice Award at the Game Awards. Because it, it totally deserves it. It totally deserves it. You know it. I know it. Let's get them that recognition they re- let's get them that recognition they deserve because because it's a, it's a very good game. Sorry I repeated myself there a little bit. I was looking at my camera cuz I finally I'm going to have video for for some of these clips instead of doing the weird uh <laughs> like text over a random image or or video for promos. Hey man, I got to get smarter about about promoting the podcast people. I want it to grow. I want it to grow. So that's that's my rant on the game of the year nominees. I gotta go. Well, I gotta go look at everything else again because that's the only thing that I, that I really came out of it. I was like, no way, no way, they didn't get nominated. So I gotta go back and look at everything else, um, and, and 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 see see what my thoughts are on some of the other categories. But yeah, I mean, obviously, Game of the Year is the biggest one. Bummer, bummer, bummer. Just a bummer. I, f- I don't, man, I don't know why I'm so like tied to this game, but but I am. I loved it. I loved this game. It was really good. It was really good. Like objectively, it's really good. Ah, people hate saying objectively when it comes to games, any form of media, but it was so good. Um, so hopefully, we get enough. We get enough hype around it to get to get the fan vote or something um but those are the nominees again for my money it's probably going to go metroid uh dread or or resident evil village if it went to metroid dread that'd be super cool that would be super cool actually i kind of hope it goes to metroid dread now that i think about it um so nintendo can like actually invest in in developing more metroid games Maybe they like that, like pushes them to like allocate more resources or or whatever they need to do to ethically get <laughs> Metroid Prime Four out. Maybe they need more budget, more time, whatever the case may be. Ho- hopefully that that does good things for them. I mean, just the fact that it's nominated, I think it's already going to to is is telling Nintendo a lot. So that's that's good. Um, it takes two. I've heard great things about. I haven't played that one. Um, the, the multiplayer co-op game, like a couch couch co-op. It, ri- it reminds me a lot of um, Portal Two, the co-op version of that. Just like doing the puzzles and and, and working together with with someone else. I've already mentioned my thoughts on that loop, Death Loop, um, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart. Fun game. Fun game. A good a good display of what the uh, PS5 can do. 
solid gameplay loops, solid. It's a fun game. I don't know if it's my game of the year. I don't like I haven't mentioned that one, so yeah. Say kind of kind of the similar deal over on Psychonauts 2. It's like the Xbox competitor to I guess this type of game to the Ratchet and Clank platformers because because Psychonauts 2 is also a platformer, so it's like that, but on the Xbox side of things, the Microsoft side of things. So same thoughts there. Looks fun, solid gameplay. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think either of these two should beat out the field. And then Resident Evil Eight, Resident Evil Eight. A lot of people love this when this when this came out. A lot of hype. So I get this one. I get the nominee, the nomination on this one. It's probably going to go to one of those two. It shouldn't go to Deathloop. It should. I. It feels weird because it feels like I'm dunking on Deathloop, and I'm not trying to. Not intentionally. If you're li- if you're still listening, I'm not intentionally dunking on Deathloop. If you love Deathloop, I enjoyed Deathloop very much. It's not better than than some of these games here. It's not better specifically than Metroid Dread and and Resident Evil Village, or Returnal. All right, I'm done. I'm done. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had to. I had to get my last one. Last one in there. So, um, that's that's the episode for today. I'm gonna go play some more Halo. Go download. It's free to play. Halo multiplayer is free to play. If you have an Xbox, I'm sure you've have have it downloaded already. If you have, if you don't have an Xbox but you have a PC, download it on PC and you can play it on PC. And if you don't have a PC, try out Game Pass. I I firmly believe that this is this is like the first game that that makes sense to get game pass for do it for one month do it for one month and play with us it'll be a good time and then and then maybe you, you hold on to it or, or you don't it's fine whatever but halo is a good time let's go play some halo all right bye